Say, go ahead. They didn't really mean it. Amen. I am going to bring you a, a message tonight, though, that's going to be a little bit on the different side. And uh, so I want you to listen to me very, very carefully. And um, the title's going to be somewhat deceiving, but um, I, I think it maybe is what God would have us to have tonight. And, and I think if you'll, if, you'll, if you'll listen, I think I'll teach you something. I don't know that I'm going to give you something bombastic or, or, or something you can say, walk out door and say, wow, what a message. No, it's not going to be that at all. You're going to go home and say, hmm, it's interesting. And, uh, or at least I hope so. And, uh, uh, and you go home and you'll say, you know, I, I won't look at that again. And so uh, I believe it's maybe what God would have us to do. All right, take your Bible, Second Timothy chapter number 3. That's page 1281. 1281 in your Schofield Bible, King James Schofield Bible. Amen, yes. God, that is that is so wonderful. That is so wonderful, and I just I just appreciate that. Isn't it a great God? He not only gives Dwayne a job, but he gives him exactly what he wants. But you know, I believe I read that in the Bible somewhere. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And uh, and uh, but I like what she said. She said, you know, sometimes I have unbelief. Can I say this? Nobody has perfect faith. None of us have perfect faith. And, um, and uh, none of us do. And uh, all of our faith is tainted with unbelief. Every, everyone, as long as all that's, that's robed in human flesh, our, our faith is tainted with, with a series of unbelief. And, uh, but boy, I appreciate that. I, I, really, I really do um, um, appreciate that so very, very much, uh, what, uh, what the Lord done there for them. Second Timothy chapter, somebody else got a word of testimony. Praise God, I want you to obey God tonight, amen, so we don't get nothing else done. Amen. 2 Timothy chapter 3, let's all stand. And 2 Timothy chapter number 3. Of course, the first 
6, 7 verses. The Bible says this, I know that in the last days perilous times shall come. And oh my goodness, what a great list is, is here. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. But drop down, if you would, to verse 12. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. It is the next verse that may very well be one of the greatest indicators that we are truly living in last days. Now, I've been, my debate tonight, is, this all day long has been... Number one, I'm not a prophetic preacher. And number, number two, in no way do I want to gloom and doom you tonight or discourage you. No, if you're saved, I want you to recognize this fact. We may go up to the house. We're going to the house pretty soon. Amen. We don't have to worry about this. But it don't want us to be ignorant either of what the Bible says and what God says. But notice the next verse. But evil men... And seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But notice, evil men. He didn't say sinful men. He said evil men. So with the help of God, I'm going to preach when sin moves to evil. And... Uh, Let's go to the throne of grace and ask God to help us. And again, it is just, it's just good to be in the Lord's house here tonight. Brother Gene Keller, how about you praying? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yes, Lord, help us. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, Lord, yes. Amen. Chapter 3 is all about knowledge and responsibility. Paul is telling his young preacher boy here, he's, uh, he's saying, now, now, young Timothy, I need you to understand. I want you to know the character of the last days. Then he said, I'm going to teach you how to respond to it. Now, action should always be based on knowledge. 
A lot of Christians are like the pilot who informed his passengers, we're lost, but we're making really good time. Amen. Hebrews 1, uh, 1 said, God who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times passing to the fathers by the prophets, in these last days spoken to us by his Son, he hath appointed heir of all things by whom he hath made the worlds. So when we look at these last days, we see, though, something in the, in, in the words that God has said. He says, God said there'll be perilous times. That word perilous means dangerous times. And it has a, it has a cousin word to it where we get our word savage from, or if you will, even savage times. But tonight as we look at this thought of uh, when evil men, evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. What I want you to see here is a fact. He does not say sinful men will wax worse and worse. But he says evil men will wax worse and worse. There's a movement that's taking place. They have moved. They're, not, they're no longer where they, where they were. Of course, we understand sin started in the garden. And when Adam partook of that from Eve, and uh, of course, by one, by one man's disobedience, sin entered into the world, so death passed upon all men. And that's where sin started. But when we get here, it's no longer sinful men, but it is evil men. So let me give you three things. Number one, and I do plead for mercy. I, again, I am not a very good prophetic preacher. And I acknowledge that weakness, so please, you, you bear with me. Now, give mercy, amen. Number one, sin and evil are not the same. Now, we have always, we, we use the two words uh, interchangeably. We, we, we use the two, same words many times in the same sentence. But in reality, they are very, very different words. And one is progression from the other. May I say, evil is not always sin. But, uh, I mean, evil is always sin, but sin is not always evil. The word sin means to miss the mark. That's what it means. But evil is to use sin to injure, to hurt someone, if you will. Um, sin is an individual act of doing wrong. But evil is getting others to join you in harming another individual. You say, but preacher, why, why bring that? Well, let, let me just read something to you. And this is um, a statement I read. Just, just took it today. Twelve shocking clues about what America will look like when the next crisis comes. Uh, and I'm not going to read all of it. I'll just give you the 12 real quickly. Would you continue to work as a bus driver if you were stabbed while driving or if a passenger poured urine all over you? Happened in Detroit two days ago. This, this is what caught my attention. We're starting to see a lot of group crimes happening over America. In New York, Brooklyn, New York, 10 young thugs drug a young couple out of their vehicle and brutally 
beats him. Number three, a lot of people assume they're safe in their automobile. New York Post posted a story where this, a gang of ruthless literally run down a couple in a car and drug them out and practically killed them. Number four, uh, in America, as a matter of fact, in a couple in Tennessee, talking about a time when our hearts had become so cold that a couple in Tennessee literally took, sold their four daughters for use in sex films, ranging from age 5 to 14. Number five. It's not only the... Oh, and, these, and these parents were, one was 60, another was in their 50s. It's amazing. But it's not only the older folks. Last week, a 17-year-old girl was caught carrying around a dead baby in a shopping bag in Victoria's Secret store. Uh, oh, I could go on. But here's one of the clearest sides. This is, this is what I really want you to get. One of the things that, one of the greatest things things they're dealing with is what's called flash mobs. And what it is that these flash mobs are coming in and, and are actually plaguing cities and are committing violent acts as many and, and, and literally uh, uh, j- just the other week a flash mob j- just beating everybody and, and robbing and doing all sorts of stuff. Notice Flash mobs, a group, a crowd together. All oh, the, the list could go on and go on and go on, beating homeless people and everything. You say, well, well why, why bring that up? It is because we've no longer moved to sin. We have moved into the realm of evil. Sin, drinking liquor is a sin. Selling liquor is evil. You're bringing others into it. Sin is what destroys you. Evil is when you join someone to destroy someone. Sin is what injures you. Evil is when you join someone to injure another. Oh, this is, you're going to love this. Sin is gossiping. How many know sin's gossiping? How many believe that? Evil is when you get others to join in your gossip, whether it be on Facebook or whatever. You see, the Bible says in 1 Peter 4, 15, but let none of you suffer as a murderer or as a thief or as an evildoer. And I bet you didn't know the next word was it. Or as a busybody in other men's matters. We talked about this thing of justice and that everybody had their own place of justice. And, and, uh, and in that area of justice, you know, we went in great detail about that. How that each one has their own place. And, and, and nowhere does God say you have a right to judge in somebody else's area of judgment. Can I just say this? When we step into that, notice that crowd, murderers and thieves and evildoers and busybodies. We move from the thing of being a sin to being evil. My goodness, how much that had ought to shake us a little bit. How much that ought to challenge us a little bit to be mindful of, of what we do in his, 
And it's bad when it's sin, but it hurts you. But when it hurts, when, when you gain with others and it hurts someone else. I, I, was, I was thinking about this this week and, and, and I could give you the names and I've watched these, these men's lives and I'm, I've been amazed at it. God, God let me see this, but uh, a, a man, I called his name, most of you know him. He, he literally uh, was brutally attacked, a, a, a pastor. I mean, and just brutally attacked him. Now that's sin, amen? I, I know it's going to be hard for you to believe, but God ain't never had a problem wearing my britches off, amen? I mean, he, he, he'll he take my sleep. He's warmed me up at 3 o'clock more than I can tell you about, amen? He'll have no trouble dealing with me about anything. I mean, none whatsoever. And, uh, but, but, uh, he, they, he, now that's sin. But then it moved from sin when he got three other men to join him in the attack. But let me tell you the rest of the story. I have watched those four men go through the most catastrophic things in their life that you would ever imagine. And you say, well, why in the world would all that happen? I believe they moved from sin into evil because they, they, they joined others to, to, to that attack. And so, number, now, now let me just show you. Not, uh, sin and evil is not the same. Number two, sin and evil. Example, let me show you in the Bible. If you got your Bible tonight, turn to Nehemiah chapter number 6. Nehemiah chapter number 6. I should have put them numbers those um, page numbers on there for you. And uh, you could have made it move quicker. But anyway, let me just read them. Now it came to pass when Sambalad and Tobiah and and Gisham the Arabian and the rest of our enemies heard that I had builded the wall. There was no breach left therein, though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates. That Sambalad and Gisham sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Onan. That, but they thought to do me mischief. Verse number 12. And lo, I perceived that God had not sent him, but he had pronounced this prophecy against me, for Tobiah and Sambalad had hired him. Therefore he was he hired that I should be afraid and do so and sin. Now hold it, notice. He said, here's what he wants me to do. He wants me to have a spirit of fear. He wants me to get afraid. And he wants me to sin. But notice the progression that they might have matter for an evil report. Notice, he said what he wants me to do is get afraid and fight him and in my fear get a bunch of other people to join me in fighting him. They might have an evil report. The sin moved to evil in this story. I love old Shambhalat though. I mean, I mean Nehemiah. He, he, was, he was he just great, amen. My God, think thou upon to abide Shambhalat according to these their works, and on the prophets Noadiah and the rest of the prophets, that they would have put me in fear. Earlier in that same chapter, he made this statement. He said, I'm doing a good work. I can't come down. So I'm doing a good work. I'm not coming down to you. 
And the whole time they tried to destroy him. But I want you to see the progression here from sin to evil. We are quickly as a nation, as a nation moving from sin. Now sin's bad. Oh, the price of sin is tremendous. Oh my goodness. There is not a person here that's not being touched by sin and the price that it costs. Not a one of us. Can I help some of you here? I, this is just extra. I was listening to John Jenkins preaching. I just had a shouting fit over this. and This might help some of you. He made this statement. He said, for every one of you, for every one of you that your children have turned out right, can I help you? You have no idea in the world how it happened. It's just by the grace of a holy God. I love that. I said, amen. But we've all been touched by sin. Our nation is quickly moving from sin to becoming very evil in a place of sin. Notice the second illustration in Genesis chapter 37. That's the first book of the Bible. That'd be easy for you to find. And the Bible says in verse 1, And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. And these are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Bila and with the sons of Zilpha, his father's wives. Now notice, and Joseph brought unto his father, notice, their, their evil report. They moved. They moved. Have you ever wondered how in the world these brothers, flesh and blood brothers, could pitch him in a hole, strip his garment off, put him in a hole, sit down and eat lunch and talk about how they were going to kill him. And then they see some travelers coming and so they said, man, we'll just sell him. We can make money off of him. And that's exactly what they did. We'll, we'll dip this in blood. We'll tell daddy a beast got him. And, he, and he'll be brokenhearted the rest of his life. And I want you to know, how could they do that? They had moved from sin to evil. One sinned, but when they all grouped together to do it, it become evil. It become evil. And no doubt, Joseph had already heard their evil report. I don't know how you read this, but I want you to know, I think he had already heard about the fact, we'll take him out. Bless God, we'll show you. The Bible goes on, the next verse says this, Now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. I want you to know, and the Bible says when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him, hated him and could not, and could not speak peaceably unto him. They moved from sin to evil. They become very evil. And uh, of course when they saw him afar off, that's exactly what they did. And they conspired. It is amazing. You, you say, well, preacher, why, why bring that to here tonight? 
can, can I have all of us here? And, and I'll get to it at the end, but it's just so if you go to sleep on me, now let me give you, throw this in right here. Oh, let's be careful. It's, it's, it's sad enough to sin, but it's even sadder when we drag other people into it. Be careful about who you drag into this stuff because it can become evil. Number three, let's show you this one. In Acts chapter 14, and it came to pass at Iconium that they went both together in the synagogue of the Jews and so spake. And a great multitude both of the Jews and also the Greeks believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles. Now notice, and made their minds evil effected against the brethren. I, I love this story. <laughs> it, it is amazing. Paul and, and, uh, and Silas go here. And, um, and when they get there, they, uh, uh, I mean, Paul and Barnabas, they, they get here. And, and it's amazing that uh, they almost erected statues thinking they were gods. And then when Paul and them said, no, we're not gods. Don't worship us. You're going to find the next thing they do is that this group of wicked Jews, they were wicked because they had they'd caused trouble in the town before, and here they are again. And they stirred them up, and the truth of the matter was they began to want to injure Paul. As a matter of fact, on one occasion, he was drunk out of the city as dead. Can I help you? I've said this many times, and I'll say it again. Well, when people start telling you how wonderful they think you are, I mean, they said, Paul, we, we think you're a God. And the next day, they're, they're getting rocks out of his pocket. They got rocks in their pocket. They're going to start stoning him. And they literally stoned him and drug him out of the city. Dead. Can I help you? When people start wanting to just throw praise to you, oh, be careful, be careful. Same ones stoned him, amen. And so we find that these unbelieving Jews formed the alliance to hurt Paul and the others that were preaching the gospel. You say, well, preacher, it's still the, it's the truth. You know, even if you know truth, it's still doesn't make it right to move into the realm of evil to injure someone. The Lord said this, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Galatians 1, 4, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from the present evil world. 2 Timothy 4, 18, and the Lord shall deliver me from this evil work and will preserve me into his heavenly kingdom. What he's telling us is this. He said, yea, all that live godly will suffer persecution, but then I love, he says, but deliver me. But evil men will wax worse and worse he said, deliver me from this evil that we see here today. And we see it today all across America. I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I, I don't think I've ever seen a day in, a, in the ministry when what I'm reading in the Bible, I'm, I'm seeing come to pass right in front of me. And it's, uh, it's amazing. Um, it's amazing. James 3, 8, but the tongue can no man tame. It's an unruly evil. Did you know? God, James said, that tongue that we got's not, not sinful. He said it's an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. 
And when we use our tongue, when we use our, when we use our voice, see, sin happens to all of us. But, uh, and sin, sin is a damage to ourselves. But evil is a planned and, and constructed, and its purpose is to damage others. Number three, how do we stop sin from moving into evil? Let me give you three things, and I'll, I hope this finds a lodging place. How do, how do we keep this? How do we stop that? How do we keep sin from ever excelling to evil? Well, number one, be aware of its way. What I, what I mean by that? Proverbs 2.12. To deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the man that speaketh forward things. Proverbs 16.25. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. He, he went on and, and we read earlier in 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 9, of all of this list. But notice verse number 5. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Notice, from such turn away. From such turn away. We need to be aware. We need to be aware. Whenever uh, a sinful individual wants to get us to move to becoming an to join in an evil situation. And we need to be aware of it. And you say, well, well preacher, do has it do you think it happens? Probably does. Probably more than we think. Well, I tell you one thing, uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on uh, by the way, it makes no difference where you're on Facebook or or in person. You know, when you, it's a form of communication. You're talking. You do understand that you're giving words. If it's on the Facebook, you're giving words. And, and, and what happens is this. Will somebody start gutting somebody or, or talking bad somebody or talking ugly about somebody? And then somebody else will join in on that discussion. That's right. That's right. I knew that. I knew all that. All that. And that's right. And, you know, and then somebody, then somebody. Then you just move from being evil, I mean from sinning, to becoming evil, you're just like the people the second Timothy said is waxing worse and worse. You see, and so he said from such turn away. Be aware of it. Be aware of it. I, there's a complaint. I've heard it more than once. I've heard it more than once. And I'm probably going to hear it again. Probably the one complaint that I've had more people tell me is this. And you know, Pastor, you're just really short on the telephone. I mean, you're just really short. You know, you just really cut us off. And you know what? You're absolutely correct. I do. And you know why I do that? I know me. And the more I get in a conversation with somebody, the more I talk. And guess what? I talk too much. I know it's hard for you to believe, but it is. It's a fact. I talk too much, and especially when I get in discussion. And, a lot, and, and I thought, how many of you get in a discussion and you walk away and you say, now why in God's name did I do that? How many's ever done that? Amen. I'm glad I ain't the only one. And, and you say, why I shouldn't have done I would have God I hadn't done that. Can I say this? Number one, from such, be aware of that. 
And, and you got to do it on purpose. And you got to just simply say, I'm not going to get that discussion. Number two, align with those who are true. Notice what Paul said. He said to young Timothy, verse 10, But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which come to me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecution I endured, but out of, of them all, the Lord, the Lord delivered me. Notice, I, the Lord delivered me. I love that. You just done it, amen, tonight. Didn't even have no idea what you was doing. When she stood up and said, but you know, God answered our prayer and gave Dwayne a job and, and, and he just didn't mind it and he, and he gave me exactly what I wanted. You know what she's doing? She's doing exactly what Paul said. Paul said, align with us. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Number three, get your ability is in God's word. He said this, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse and deceiving and being deceived. Now notice, but continue thou. But continue thou. Did you get that? But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. Here's what he said. He said, why don't you just stick with what you know works? Can I help you tonight? I know prayer works. That's the reason we got a prayer box here. And that's the reason why I know prayer works. By the way, I know this book works. Amen. I don't question nothing about this. I, can I, I know my God works, amen. I know my God works. I know God loves me when nobody else does or not. I know this. I know God saved me by his mom. There's some things I know. And what Paul's saying to young Timothy, he said, don't get caught up in this stuff. Be aware of it. He said, your ability is going to be in God's word and continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. I'm going to ask you a question. Now, I, and I want to see your hand. Has God ever done something for you that no one else in this world could possibly have done? Has God ever done that for anybody? Okay, now, now here, here's going to be the next question. Now, be careful how you answer it. You may not want to answer it. It'd be okay if you don't. Has that God changed? How many believes he's not changed? I don't believe he's changed. So, can I ask you a question? If he'd done it once, why don't you think he can do it again? And I am, I'm, you say, what are you hanging on that? I'm hanging everything. I'm hanging everything. I, I'm hanging everything I have on that. I, I mean everything. I mean all that I am, I'm hanging on that fact that God has done it yesterday. He'll do it today. Guess what? I believe he'll do it tomorrow. You say, well, what, what about the economy? You know, God, God doesn't get a nerd with it. Amen. And notice, and that from a child that's known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. 
All scriptures give my inspiration of God and it's for profitable, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the men of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Can I ask you a question? That verse in verse 16, all scripture. Now how many scriptures is that? Now would you agree with me? All scripture means Old Testament and New Testament. All does anywhere that all exclude the Old Testament? No, no, he said all Scripture is given. Our ability is in God's Word. Last one. Be an overcomer. Notice what the Bible says. Romans 12, 21. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. I want to be very sensitive here. I think... I don't know if I've done this in good. <laughs> I almost feel like the Lord just stopped getting older and said, Dear Jesus, please help me. Many times when people are very critical and uh, you're, doing, you're doing the best you know how to do. I don't, I don't know if any of us do it. I don't know if any of us do it. <coughs> if God is the gauge... <coughs> We all fall and come short of his glory. Amen? And I don't know if any of us do this thing well. I, I really don't. I certainly, I certainly don't have a halo. And I'm not sure that I do. But I do know this. Boy, when people criticize, you know, it's in our nature to really want to just bust them one in the name of Jesus. It's our nature, is it not? Or it is to be critical back. Or it is to respond in, in a critical way. But you know what Paul's saying here? Paul's saying here, he said, do you really want to overcome it? He said, here's how you ought to do it. He said, be good to them. Years ago, we had a, we had a down here a little white church. And, and Georgia, remember this call. This, this fella just showed himself. And, and, uh, and I'm not proud of this. I'm really not. This is not a brag. It's really not. I got really mad at that man. I mean, I really got mad at that man. I really did. He, he, was, he was wrong in what he did. He was just flat wrong. And, and I just so proceeded to get in his face and tell him how wrong he was in the name of Jesus, of course. But I just told him, I mean, I was mad at that man. And uh, so anyway, they, the, 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 I, I got great men. They said, preacher, you just go to your office. We'll take you. And they just did. They took care of it. The next day, that fellow called me, and he said, I need some food. Has church got any food? My, my blood pressure went sky high after food. And I love this. I was so angry, I called George. I said, George, you reckon I ought to give him food? Or get him back over here and whoop him in the name of Jesus. And I love this. George said, now, now preacher, now preacher, what would the Lord do? So you know what I did? I boxed him up a box of food. And he come, and when he come to the door, and he started running his mouth, I said, now, sir, let's stop right now. I said, you were totally wrong in what you did yesterday. But that's yesterday. And I'm going to gladly give you this food, but me and you're not going to talk about that incident no more. And I gave him his food, he thanked me, and he come back to church. Even another time. Boy, it works. Be not overcome with evil, 
didn't say sin. He didn't say sin. He said, be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. It's not just doing good. It's staying on the course of doing good. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's just continually doing good. That, that's what Nehemiah did. Nehemiah said, I'm doing a good work. I can't come down. Uh, Joseph said, said, I'm just going. Joseph fed his brothers. And he knew what they had done. And in the end of it, he said, Ye meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Not only Apostle Paul just kept doing good. And it, it is amazing. They drug him out. To, it, it, I don't know if you've ever read. They drug him out of the city as dead man. He got up and went right back into that city. He went right back into the city to where they had stoned him and preached to him. Man, that's a man. <laughs> and you know what this world needs more than anything else? They just need us to keep doing good and not joining their evil. Um, it, it, don't even fight with them. And uh, because the way we're going to overcome evil is with good. Now, I don't know where you might be here tonight. Let me just say this. If you, you, say, you say, well, preacher, I, I, I don't know if I'm evil. I'm not sure I get that. Well, let me, uh, today, this week, this week, were you in a place to where you said stuff you shouldn't have, but you're the only one that said it? That's sin. But maybe you were in a place where others were saying it and cursing, and you just joined into their cursing and carrying on or filthy storytelling. Then you moved in evil. And then you know that you have. And so that's a terrible place to be. You don't want to get that. We all sin and come short of the glory of God. But when we turn move into being evil, the Bible says we'll wax worse and worse. And here's, here's the danger. Deceived and being deceived. And this world is very, very deceived. Amen. All right. That's all standard. If they'd ever head by, never eye closed. Um, Lord, I, I pray it's been a help.